Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, Rob, the old guy, from the world famous Rob Charney Show, and yet again, Ryan is absent. It's it's like he has well, something here last week, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was here. It was, it was the first time in a while. Ryan's a guest. He's not part of the show. He's just a guest. So when he shows up, he's a guest. He didn't show up, so we don't have a guest. Well, actually, when I wrote the description, I said, surprise, Ryan is here. So surprise guest, I think I actually said. (laughs) So I want you to set the Wayback Machine to the early aughts. I dared James Stevens to drink a tall express a, a, a tall starbucks cup full of shots right and the, the, this little girl behind the counter said make sure you don't have more than 20 without having something to eat and yeah, a, a i cor- think it was 30 30 yes 30 like in that. one day and, and it was just something that james and i wondered is how do you uh, uh, accumulate this knowledge how is that something that you, you figure out and this is according to the breakfast club iHeart.com. A personal trainer from trainer from Wales died last year from a caffeine overdose. Didn't know that was actually possible. After How much in, did he drink? After ingesting oh, caffeine it. caffeine powder that was equivalent of up to two hundred. That's two zero zero, folks, of uh, cups of coffee. Two hundred. Mansfield purchased a hundred gram bag of caffeine powder. From Blackburn Distributors, the hearing the hearing was told there was a recommended dosage of 60 to 30 milligrams, but Mansfield Kitchen Scale had a weight range from 2,000 to 5,000 grams. This miscalculation led to an overdose of caffeine. Hmm. Well, I guess we know what an overdose of caffeine is now. Yeah. Mansfield huh. had caffeine levels of 392 milligrams per liter of blood in the system at the time of his death. The average person would have two to four milligrams per liter after drinking one cup of coffee. So what what country was this in? England. He was in England. Wales. So they're, they're probably going to ban coffee now. You have to drink tea. <laughs> yeah. If you don't drink tea, you're going to go for that coffee. Look, it could kill you. We have to ban it. I... Yeah. I was just shocked. I mean, you got to stop the overdoses somehow, right? I mean, it's an epidemic. Obviously. I just, I, I literally didn't. we've ever heard of. Do you think his heart stopped? I mean, like, like you know, exploded. it probably beat really fast and then eventually stopped. You know, I mean, that's how you die is your heart <laughs> stops working. Oh, really? I always wondered how that happened. <laughs> well, you know, the, the other thing just is his heart, his heart could beat so fast, could flutter that you actually, um, uh, suffocate you can't your lungs and your all of that won't work so well, yeah but itself. i mean your heart does stop beating and that kind of makes blood stop pumping and you die that too, that too. <laughs> so so john yes uh do you know about the sesho psyche in the mountains of nasu in japan is it a dish is it something you have with rice no, it's uh, it imprisons Tamamo no Me, which is the chaotic fox demon, the nine-tailed fox. Oh, <laughs> from those Naruto so, fans. Now, it was imprisoning that demon, but now it's cracked. It cracked this year. 
So now they're believing that the demon is loose. His name is Putin. Okay. <laughs> and that's that's the interesting thing is this demon fox supposedly goes around and uh, seduces men in power <laughs> and causes them to go and kill a bunch of people. Ah, so must be uh, must be in Russia and it must have gone after Putin. That's hilarious. Well, according to legend, the legends say uh, it first serviced in 1050 BCE and possessed Daji, which was a favorite favored concubine of Zhao, the last king of the Shang dynasty. And he led a rebellion. That uh, There was a rebellion that ended his dynasty. And then from then went to, I think it was India, and caused that person to go around and decapitate a thousand people personally. And wow. yeah, it just goes around and uh, causes chaos. Hmm. So it's kind of fun that, you know, that's going on. I guess uh, Putin is being seduced by a succubus. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Got to be know, an answer somehow. So, yeah. There <laughs> so there's a, there's, there's a house in Bel Air that's 105,000 square feet called The One. We'll be going to auction in February and it's currently listed at 295 million. It's sold. Is that the one that is that uh, it was recently built, like in like the past five years, I think, or ten years, something like yeah, it's that. It's fairly new. It, it so it, it has, hasn't been it hasn't so it, been completely finished as far as all that goes, and and uh, it went into bankruptcy, and then they they tried to sell it again, and they couldn't uh, couldn't get any takers for the amount of money they wanted, and it was just recently uh, sold in auction. Um, I think it was 127 million, 127 million dollars. Something. And like now that. it's what, John? How much is it going? So for? according to this, it was listed for 295 million before it, it apparently went up for auction. But it has a total of 21 bedrooms, 49 bathrooms. It's on 3.83 uh, 3.83 acre lot. Has 10,000 bottled wine cellar, 30 car garage, a nightclub, bowling alley, and a putting green. And looks like it's a pool that wraps around the entire building. On three Jeez. three point something acres in Bel Air, yeah, in Southern California. So, so the, the 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 funniest thing about that is that so you have twenty one bedrooms and forty nine bathrooms. Gee, I wonder what that house was designed for. Drinking. Yeah, it's it's a party. Um, yeah, partying and my uh, my only uh, swingers clubs. Here's here's my question: at 105,000 square feet, I don't like that many people. <laughs> that would it? No, I mean that could be like you know for a for a regular sized family for John that you guys never have to see each other ever <laughs> ever. You could live there for a decade. It's like, I've been looking for you for five years. And I know. <laughs> and I've been avoiding you for nine years. So I have in, to hide again. In, in the list of companies <laughs> that have been pulling out of Russia, here's a couple of them. I'm just going to list off a couple, which I think is interesting. Because there's not there, there are some countries that are sanctioning, but the most interesting thing about the, the whole... Uh, Russian conflict in Ukraine is the amount of companies that are pulling out. 
So <laughs> Adobe, AMD, Airbnb, Airbus, Google, Amazon, American Express, AT&T, Autodesk. There's a ton. There's 105 companies that have pulled out from Russia. Isn't Airbus the B&B thing? No, Airbus is no, the airplane Air, company. Air, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. There's like one that's like sounds like that. That's like a B and B one. Well, Air, Air, Airbnb. Yeah, Airbnb. <clears throat> oh, which, Airbnb. Yeah. Airbnb. Yeah. This I'll, is Airbus. I'll, I'll be honest. Aircraft I, manufacturers. Was there a lot of Airbnbs in Russia? Just you know, it's like you can visit the wonderful. You know, it just sounds. Cold. Oh, there's some probably there's some wonderful areas in Russia. I mean, if so could, um, right next to the gulag. That are that are not pulling out of Russia. And people are calling for a boycott of them, three of which I know um, there's probably more, but Pepsi, Coca-Cola, and McDonald's are all <laughs> staying in Russia through all this. And people are calling for boycotts of them. Does it count if I've already been boycotting them for quite a few decades? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I was just wondering. Because, so I mean, I really have don't to double joke. Double down now, James. You, you know. not really a fan of Pepsi and McDonald's is shit. And to 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 keep going on the 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 bashing Russia, apparently you know, the homeland of my ancestors. Elon Musk points to rea- a recent SpaceX launch to mock Russia's suggestion the U.S. might have to fly in on space broomsticks after rockets stop. Oh yeah, I hear about that. So, so pretty much a lot of the International Space Station relies on Russian technology and Russian rockets to get there up until recently because of Mr. Musk. Um, Elon Musk took it, and this is by Yahoo News, Elon Musk took a jab at Russians recent, Russia's recent suggestion the U.S. would have to get, go to space on broomsticks after the sale of Russian rocket engines was halted. Dmitry Rogaz, Rogaz, the head of the Russian Space Agency, Said on Thursday, Russia would no longer supply rocket engines to the U.S. after President Joe Biden's sanctions. Hours after the comments, Spakes, let's see. In situations like this, we can't supply United States with our world's best rocket engines. Hours after his comment, SpaceX launched 47 its own space uh, Starlink satellites. Musk responded with a video of SpaceX launch on Twitter with a screenshot of his comments highlighting, along with the words, America's uh, broomsticks and four U.S. flags. <laughs> the... Uh... The ISS kind of depends on the, uh, the Russian modules to stay in the, the orbit that it's that it's in. It tends to and to get out of the way of debris and stuff. But that doesn't mean that uh, Musk or others couldn't uh, couldn't step in in a timely manner. I, I know Musk has made <coughs> Europe uncomfortable from things I've, I've read about because musk has single-handedly single-handedly almost re-engaged the space race now that they're doing reusable rockets everybody's trying to keep up with him, keep up with him and yeah. europe is apparently there's different countries in europe that are trying to push as far as getting rocketry now yeah there there have been a number of other france has been doing it and and uh, a few other countries are all involved with it as well so i, I mean it's it's good. I mean, I'm you know I'm very happy that uh, Musk stood up and and uh, took care of things as far as, as far as that goes with the with the rocket situation. It's a little sad in some degree that we we being the country of the United States kind of backed away from that a little bit and say, ah, oh, we'll let you know let the private industry take that over. But okay, I mean, it is 
It is what it is. Let, let's not. let's be honest. I mean, besides some of the, the the world's most famous astronauts crapping on Musk, I think Musk has done more for rocketry than NASA did in the last fifty years. They didn't. They weren't. You know, they didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, you had Apollo. Then after that, it just kind of. You forgot. If you, don't forget what was done with shuttle, and how much was done with the shuttle. There were two hundred and some launches of the space shuttle, so you can't discount that. Yeah, but I mean that. No, I agree, yeah, 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 yeah. but I don't think it was as revolutionary as Musk's oh, lot lo rockets know, can land. Thirty years difference in technology, too. I mean, come on. It for the time that the shuttle was designed and launched, it was far advanced of anything else out there. It was so advanced that that even Russia couldn't build its own shuttle and be successful with it. That's true. <laughs> So it's still sitting there somewhere in one of the Russian states or former Russian states in its hangar. Yeah, they were going to put it in an amusement park or something because it's very amusing. So I have a I have a listicle. Oh, it's your turn for listicle. Good. So hopefully it's good, Melanie. This this one's for you. I hope. I, I don't know if I'm going to do a good job as the old guy. So, ten films where the villain overshadowed the hero. Number 10, The Joker and the Dark Knight. Okay. Which, which I agree, agree with. That's the best thing about that movie. Number 9, Darth Vader in the Star Wars franchise, 77 to 2019. <laughs> okay. And, uh, Anton Chigura in No Country for Old Men. I 100% agree. Mm. He was a great bad guy. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Elia Price in Unbreakable 2000. I saw that movie, but I don't remember it that much. Lord Somersault and The Wicker Man, 73. I have never seen that, so the old guy might have. You've never seen Wicker Man? Mm-mm. I may have. <laughs> can't say I remember it. <laughs> Number five, one of my sister's favorite movies, Dr. Frankenfurter and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, 1975. <laughs> um, one of my favorite actors of all time, Freddy Krueger and the Nightmare on Elm Street, number four. Number three, Annie White, uh, Wilkes and Misery. Number two, Loki and Thor. Uh, I, I disagree. And number one, James should love this one. Roy Batty, B-A-T-T-Y in Blade Runner. Oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I don't know about that. It was a good try. Why well, I got good one try. more. That was a good try. You got another one? I got a, I've got one. Well, let me, let me do this one. This was top 10 controversial live TV music performances. Mm, okay. Number 10. Holy Humpin' Hot Dog. Elvis Presley's self-titled album was released in 56. By the middle of the year, he was selling way to becoming the king. So it was his first television broadcast where he was swinging the hips, making the ladies swoon, and making the censors um, question why he wasn't shown from the chest up. Number, number, yeah, I remember hearing about that one. Number nine, High Times, The Doors Do Ed Sullivan. And I think they were banned from that afterwards someone apparently alerted, 
Someone apparently alerted Sullivan to the Argby controversial line in the, the, the song Girl We Couldn't Get Much Higher, a double entendre alluding to both happiness and drug use. Shocking, coming from a Dar's song. Um, eight, to heal with it, Madonna's improper improv. Yeah, anything in the Madonna, Madonna in the 80s, I can see. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, Madonna okay. was quite inappropriate. In 84, the then-fledgling the then MTV network, they used to be a music television network for, for, for those youngins. Uh, first annual music video <laughs> awards show opened with a showstopper Madonna, already a superstar, kicked off the evening performance with her smash hit, Like a Virgin. I think that's the one where she humped the stage. Yeah. Number, number seven, the out-of-sync Melly Vanelli downfall. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Number six, Let Her Rip. Irish singer Sinead O'Connor, best known for two things. The first is 90s Nothing Compares to You, a ballad that has graced several top 100 lists of all time, and then when she tore up a picture of the Pope. <laughs> Only Catholics really care about that. <laughs> I don't know too many Catholics who cared at the time. Um... Let's see. The least surprising bad band band ever. Let's see. What do you get when you cross the president candidate with an uh, anarchist, hard president rock, the act, the predictable controversial performance of all time. April 1396, the billionaire businessman, recent Republican candidate, candidate Steve Forbes, hosted Saturday Night Live, became a choice between whatever. Red Hot is too hot, so it's Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Woodstock. Eminem's same-sex partner. Oh, this was when he did Elton John, and he did Stan when he was being accused of being uh, homophobic. Okay. That was actually an amazing performance. I don't know why it was controversial. Ah, the Justin Timberlake uh, showing Janet Jackson's boob. Oh, yeah. And uh, another banana one. That was a crappy list. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, sometimes, you know, sometimes you hit them, sometimes you don't. Did you hear about the uh, death in a porta potty here in Florida just recently? Here in Florida? No, but I'm what, what not are... surprised that it was Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, Florida man crushed to death by a bulldozer while using the porta potty. So. <laughs> This gentleman, and I won't even name him, but uh, a Florida man was killed on Friday in a bizarre bulldozer accident while the landfill he was working at was shutting down for the day. A traffic control contractor working for the North Central Landfill in Polk County when sheriff deputies were called to the scene around 5 p.m. after a bulldozer crushed him to death while he was using the porta potty. Now, why was the bulldozer crushing a porta potty? Well, Jack, so that's my curiosity. When you're, spotter, a, when which you're is, going on a bulldozer, you usually don't run over shit. shit well, okay, so it's a, it's a landfill, and literally, no this is one of, one of these great, <laughs> big, great big bulldozers. You know, a very very large thing, not something that you see around here scraping dirt. Now, this is one of those great big ones, and it needs a spotter to make sure that it doesn't run over things. Well, who was the spotter? The guy in the porta potty. So it was the end of the day. They were parking their equipment. The bulldozer was going over to apparently where it he thought he was. The driver of the bulldozer thought he normally parked 
the uh, bulldozer and uh, unfortunately ran right over the porta potty, and the gentleman was inside it. All righty. Well, he said not. Uh, yeah, that was a bad spotter. <laughs> it's kind of hard to spot for a, a bulldozer <laughs> when you're taking your break to go to the bathroom. Well, you think he would have told the bulldozer, the, the, the driver, saying, "Hey, Bob, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go offload. Would you just park it for a bit?" But the thing is, is why was the porta potty in the line of the bulldozer? Good question, huh? Well, I'm just saying there's a lot. I don't of have the answer for that. I mean, that is definitely a good question. I, I don't know. Uh, it's obviously a very large landfill, and maybe they spot these porta potties around in different areas. And, uh, so, now, in uh, we all know that Japan has some bizarre foods, right? Mm. I mean, they kind of, and I don't just mean the things that they usually eat. But when they get like fast food chains, they have things that we usually don't have on their menu. Right. So Japan has an extra large, a 40 centimeter pizza with 34 toppings. Hmm. They sell it for about $24. Jeez. So what are the toppings? Well, that's I'm gonna list off for you. Here's all 34 of them: garlic, jalapenos, bacconini, which is a mozzarella that is in those little small balls. So mm. there's like different grade, big grades of um, right. mozzarella, and it's one of the smaller ones. Um, Hokkaido camembert, asparagus, cherry tomatoes, bacon. Spicy cod row mayonnaise, mm. more mayonnaise, mushrooms, shrimp, seafood mix, which is a mix of octopus, scallops, lobster, and mussels, roast chicken, teriyaki chicken, charcoal grilled beef, pancetta, beef ribs, corn, Italian sausage, big pepperoni, regular pepperoni, rice cake, mo- mochi. Uh, spinach, green bell peppers, uh, onions, gouda and cheddar cheese, regular cheese, white sauce, basil sauce, and tomato sauce. Hmm. Yeah, it's about twenty-four bucks. That's a good deal. Thing. How thick that is, is this? A good deal. That's I, a good deal. How, how thick bucks? is this pizza? Is this is like a deep dish, or is this like you know the European thin crust? <laughs> you know, I don't have the actual dimensions of the pizza, and then it's forty centimeters, which is you know it's a large pizza. Um, but you know, I wonder if so, we can order one to go. Well, <laughs> can yeah, ship it over. Yeah. Ship it over to the states. Yeah, try. <laughs> um, and now. So there was a pizza I remember getting uh, that um, it, it had a lot of toppings on it. It was from uh, um, Pizza Guys, and I ordered it. It showed up, and I usually got it in large, but this time I got it in medium, and the middle wasn't cooked. Mm. So I called them, told them about it, and they actually gave me a free one. that They made sure it was cooked, but the thing was is that I don't, think they really thought about the toppings ratio because they only put it in a timed oven Hmm. 
for a certain amount of time, then they pull it out and send it on its way. They don't really always check to make sure it's cooked because the time and the heat of the oven, you know, I mean, they don't really yeah. sit there and make sure shit's cooked. They just go by what the ratios that they have worked out already. So that's what I'm kind of curious about. With that many toppings, you got to make sure that shit's cooked. So that's my curiosity. Is it, is it going to be cooked? And how are you going to negotiate a slice of that in your mouth with all that crap on it? You're going to have to eat it with a knife and fork like a, like a European person. That's what I was wondering if, it, is if it's thin crust because it's going to, you know, it's going to get all over your whatever you're wearing. It sounds interesting. There's a few things on it I'm not really sure I want to have on a pizza, though. Agreed. You know, Mochi, I mean, Mochi was a funny thing to throw in on a pizza. Right? Yeah, of, like that. I don't what, know if what, I would really be okay with that. What type um, of mochi? No, didn't say. Just it it said rice cake. Just didn't really go into it, but it says mochi. So I'd be curious on the type. Yeah, but um, most of it kind of sounds okay. I don't know if I want corn on there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you know, and the mayonnaise. Why? Why are we putting mayonnaise on a pizza? <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah, that's I kind mean, of because they can. I don't. Maybe Japanese people really like a lot of mayonnaise. So they have something similar with Caucasians, minus this Caucasian. I can't stand yeah. the, the 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 that comes uh, when you eat too much. Mayonnaise. I like mayonnaise. I, I I like a schmear. That's that's about as much as I like. A schmear. A schmear. So. Have you ever gone to the movies and wondered why this particular movie is more expensive than the rest? This may be the future. AMC is charging more for the Batman tickets as it tests out a new pricing model. Hmm. This is from from CNBC.com from March 1st. On Tuesday, the company's CEO, Adam Aaron, said the movie theater chain was testing out variable pricing in the U.S. That means new releases could cost more than other films playing in the theater at the same time. It's unclear how much more the tickets will cost for new movies. AMC did not immediately respond to CNBC's uh, request for comments. So, you know, now, this is not necessarily a new concept in the United States because we always had those dollar theaters where they would play movies from years ago on the big screen. Now, if they've all been released within the same month and, you know, you have a new movie that came out this week, but you have a movie that came out last week and there's a price change. I think I would have an issue with that. So the way the the other articles I've read um, it talks about that all the other movies would be the standard price, but the new releases would be a percentage more. Like, no, I wouldn't be okay with that. So this is this is my favorite part of um, Aaron, the CEO said AMC has been a bold thinker in quotation marks when it comes to cinema ticket pricing, and it will take a risk trying this new pricing concept. Um, so how much more? Did it say how much more? Uh, they they haven't released anything, and I haven't seen any actual numbers. I've heard people guess Did online. I'm guessing that because I the, the the things I've read online, people have said you know five ten bucks, and I've seen people say oh Oops. anything between five to thirty percent more. So it, it's you know pick your price. It's going to be distinguishable probably because they want to make more money, especially now that with COVID and people realize that seeing movies at home in some instances is better, even though I still prefer the experience of a movie theater. You know, I, I don't, 
I really don't think I would be that okay with this concept because I mean, it really depends on how much more. Like a dollar or two more is negligible, honestly. But if it's like five to ten dollars more, or you know, five and up, I think I would have a problem with five dollars and up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think you know the tickets are already expensive as it is, and now you're going to go up. I would be inclined not to be in a hurry to see the movie. So here's yeah. here's something from The Verge. Uh, dot com. It's relatively common to see UK-based MC subsidiary Odeon, O-D-E-E-O-N, charge more to sit in premier seats in the middle of the cinema. I've checked prices at my local Odeon Theater in South London where the premium seating costs $9.50. That's $12.65 compared to $7.50, which is $10 for regular seats. So here, so compared to the sit in the middle, it's $2.65. It's $2.65 more to sit in the middle. What? Yeah. So the the okay. premier seats, which is you know, it's two dollars and it's yeah. So I I don't know. I don't like this. I never <laughs> cared about really where I sat in the theater. I mean, I so uh, the theater in in the the old theater in Folsom, the one down by the outlets. Right. They used to have this little seating that was kind of snuck into the wall and I used to it was all the way in the back and I used to like sitting there until one day I was there and I kind of realized that there was a guy back there with what looked like a prostitute and then I'm like I don't want to sit back there anymore <laughs> I, were you there with me that day John <laughs> I think that's happened a number of times because I remember a few times that we went back there and we you just said that's that let's go it's like what do you see it's like that's, I'm not just let's go <laughs> so, yeah i think yeah i just realized that you know there's probably people back there doing stuff that i don't want to sit in those seats ever again so here's so so, <laughs> so here's something interesting the batman amc right. burbank 16's price in 1949 19 dollars and 49 cents for the batman a and uncharted a ticket. Un, a ticket and the uncharted movie by sony pictures is 17.99 so it seems to be the three my guess would be three to four dollar mark which would still price me out but of wanting to see like, it. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, has it been that long since I've been to the movie theater where they were like almost $20 a ticket? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been at least Jeez, five oh. years. <laughs> for me. I know. I know it's been for, for me. I mean, we went last month sometime and I don't even remember what we saw, but anyway, it was $15 a ticket, which I thought was pretty expensive. But this one no, was in Burbank it. though. So I'm assuming that, LA, Los Angeles, maybe more depending on where it's located. Yeah, but that's a ridiculous amount. Um, Jeez. Well, that, why do you think people are streaming more movies and staying home and making their own popcorn instead of playing, paying the outrageous price for See, popcorn at the movie theaters? Right? I have not seen a theater movie. The last time I went to see a movie in theaters was with my son, and I think it was Sonic the Hedgehog. That was the last time I went to the theater, and we went for during matinee. Because, you know, I, I look at it as if I have a little kid, I'm going to go for matinee. Because you're less likely to have people that are there to actually pay attention to the film. Right. And, you know, you can let your kid kind of do his little thing if he needs to get up and move around a little bit because it's not a packed house. But... I don't remember yeah, the last was, theater movie I saw. It was 
under twenty dollars for both of our tickets, but that was matinee. So yeah, still, I mean, that's just so much money. I, you know, I, you know what? If they can get it, good on them. But I would think that there is a point where your people are just going. That's just too much. And I'm not going to go. So this yeah. is this is where I become the old guy again. Can I just? I'll I'll pay twenty dollars to see old movies like My Darling Clementine. You know, like with with the Henry Fonda. Never mind the new movies, since new movie sucks. Even though the the Uncharted movie looks interesting, I'm not interested in the new Batman, especially after what I've read about it. You know, I've heard it's more of a detective style. So. Yeah. The comments I've heard about it is the Batman we need it. It's like, no, no, you a you don't need a Batman. And if it, it, come on, there's plenty of other good Batman movies. Even one of the Joel Schumachers yeah. are okay. That that's not pretend, you know. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, you know, I I'm kind of over the Batman reboots now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how often can you, know, you watch yeah. Batman year one over and over again? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on it. <laughs> and I started watching the the um the Alfred one on HBO, and that one's okay. It kind of gets a little boring at times. Oh, is that it's the less one of a name drop? Is that it's the less one of about... a name drop than the other one, the the Gotham? So, so I kind of enjoy it a little bit. That's but. the one about Alfred more than Batman, right? Yes, that's the one about uh, Alfred's story. Yeah, I want to check that one out. Yeah, it was I good. I've seen it. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. So, l- ladies and gentlemen, are you bored, tired of the high prices of the movies? I got the perfect thing for you. Check out our sponsor, Odasty. That's O D D A S S I T Y. That's Odasty, where dignity is overrated. Make sure you use. Bad Trio, all caps, all one word for 10% off your final order and all purchases through Audacity's website. And Audacity's the cure for boredom. And remember, if you want a little bit more fun, throw a little uh, adult liquids in there. Every, you know, some fun. Have a party. And make sure you tell them the Mad Trio sent you. You should not use that term again. <laughs> I couldn't resist. It made me laugh. In you the should have. And at the end, you definitely should have resisted. And at the end, if it makes me laugh, then I'm good with it. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> okay. Right. So, Rob, I got, I do have a list. It seems like it's the list one for us. Yay! Melanie, okay, Melanie, this episode's for you. Yeah. So, mine is a little bit more, a lot different than John's. <laughs> Gosh, I hope it uh, is the same as mine, but go, go ahead. I, I hope I it is the same as yours. I hope. I, I, I would be surprised if it was. So it's British sandwiches. Oh, okay, no. Damn. So the first one is the Christmas sandwich. Christmas yeah, sandwich. That's what, it's kind of funny because this is very much what we do in the United States. And I wonder if we kind of took it from them. I don't know. But this one is... Uh, all the traditional Christmas dinner items, turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce, all stuck between two pieces of bread. Mm. That's not as unusual as what we do with the Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. That's what it makes me think of. Okay. But in the picture they have, they actually have this sandwich with a freaking pickle in it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, no, we're not, I don't, 
a pickle in that just doesn't sound great, but to each mm-hmm. their own. Yeah. And this one's not too different either, which is, uh, I'm sure most of us have tried this one. It's a little bit different than what we do or what I've done in the past, which is the banana sandwich. Mm-hmm. You just take a banana and throw it in between two slices of bread, maybe some sugar or honey on it. And yep. that's how you do it. Yep. That's not too different. I've always done it with peanut butter. Yes, yep. that, that's what I do. And I've sometimes done. I'll do a spread of honey on one side, peanut butter on the other, and the banana in between. So mm-hmm. it's not too different. Right, right. Uh, this one, if you look at our, a lot of our fast food restaurants, they have this one too, which is the fish finger sandwich, mm-hmm. which is fish sticks. You know, fish sticks in right. between a hamburger bun. You know, uh, that's, yep. I mean, if you go to McDonald's, they have it. If you go to, I think Burger King has one and I th- I'm pretty sure Jack in the box has one too, mm-hmm. which is a breaded, you know, fish in between a sandwich. Right. Now this one is one that is weird. The pie sandwich pie. Okay. And it's exactly what you're thinking of. It's a pie wrapped in a crust in between sandwich bread. Okay, all right. Now, <laughs> this is a sweet pie, I'm assuming. It, no, it doesn't. Or a meat pie, or it, it can be a savory pie. One. Yeah, it's, um, but generally what it is, is it's closer to like a pot pie. Okay, all right. So it's got the gravy in there mm. and the. Uh, this is what I want a lot of gravy when I'm biting into my sandwich all over my face, my clothes. And yeah, okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, and. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's weird. The <laughs> yeah. other one is the chip buddy. Chip. Okay. So in England, chips mm. are not actually chips. They're they're french uh or... they're french fries. Yeah, so right. it's a french fries sandwich. A french fry sandwich, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not one I'd be going for. <clears throat> and a lot of kids have done this one, but they take this one to an extreme level of the crisp buddy. So it's the crisp, the potato chips in mm-hmm. between bread. Most kids have done the, the kind of like you do like a sandwich with cheese and then you throw chips in it. Right. But no, no, they just do potato chips in between two slices of bread. Hmm. That. Well, you know, if you're desperate, I guess anything. Oh, works. no, we're, we're getting a desperation on this one. The ketchup sandwich. The ketchup sandwich, of course. So you just take take two slices of bread, literally throw a crap ton of ketchup on it, and just eat away. No, that, that that's 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 broke people food. That, that, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's not British. That's poor people. No I mean, that's, kidding. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. all you have. I mean, come on. Matter of fact, I know people well, who that, that's what their mom made them and called it pizza. Now, this is the real, real broke person one. The toast sandwich. The toast sandwich. So you take some toast, and then you put two pieces of non-toasted bread around it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, that's like, uh, did the England really go through a depression era? I, <laughs> that's what it makes me think of. I don't know. Oh, they are. Oh man! You Obviously guys... not during the potato fan on because you know. It's... Oh yeah, well, I mean that would. Be I mean that's all the carbs that you're. So they have a. Uh, there, there's a British documentary series by the BBC that's called Wartime Farm, and they talk about 
the way some of these weird British foods come around is from World War II when they had a lot of heavy-duty um, restrictions on what you get. Like you could get like uh, a couple of strips of bacon or like a pound of offal. And oh, so they, that's the, you know, so you could get liver or a couple of things. So that was that was one of the things that said this no, 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 odd no, no, food no. came from. Offal Ophel is not liver, John. Wait, Isn't that lard? It's no, it's the nope. um, it's organs and nope. stuff. Ophel is the so when you're looking at the the body and you're talking about the the um oh I don't, the intestines. So Ophel is the lower intestine. Mm. You usually make a sausage out of the upper intestine, and that's the cleaner intestines. But you still have to wash them because there's not as much poop in it. Right. Ophel is that lower intestine without all the poop cleaned out. Well, I guess, okay, let me rephrase it. It's it's all the organ meat. You can get a, like a, a big basket of organ meat, you know, livers, kidneys. I'm assuming some offal for linings and stuff. And you can get that or a couple strips of bacon. And so that, that was weird um, stuff of Reddit. So that's probably where some of this weird British stuff came from was from then. Restaurants came yeah. from that too from there. Yeah, so it's uh, it's the entrails and internal organs of an animal. Yeah, so it's basically all of that stuff. And so, Ophel, there's some countries that actually clean it, and there's some that don't. You really want to make sure it's clean. Mm, yeah, I think. So is that like because get... some people don't bother cleaning it? So is that when you go to the bar right. and somebody asks for a dirty martini, it's like that? It's like, hey, I want a dirty Ophel? <laughs> I think I'll take the olive juice over. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. yeah, I think I'd go with that too. You don't want uh, you don't want your secondary breakfast. No, no. So that brings up my listicle, though. It's a good segue okay. for it because it's eight reasons why you should pee in the shower. <laughs> it cleans the offal. <clears throat> Come on, admit it. You've totally I'm, 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 I've done it a few hundred times. Yeah, see? See, I knew it. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not something that's that unusual, you know, it's, but it's not something you normally want to talk about at, at a dinner party, but, you know, it's they're, they're, they're looking for reasons for it. And so in the study, they're going, you know, they're talking about it, and they're going, <clears throat> there's an estimate that the, the peeing in the shower a program of peeing in the shower will actually save water. <laughs> and at a at a at, at one of the universities, they did a study on, on peeing in the shower, and they estimated that they could save over two hundred thirty thousand dollars a year in water costs simply by having their students pee in the shower. All right. No. Yeah. So the same university also said that. Uh, <clears throat> That you know, it's good for the environment because they're saying that with fifteen thousand students over a year, they could save enough water to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool twenty-six times over. That's Jimmy a lot cricket. of pee. That's, that's a my goodness. And of course, less paper usage, and I'm a, that's for the women situation. Yeah, I guess so. The better. So they also said that's a better thing. They they claim it's keep going on in it, this list and it says it's more hygienic. Uh, many public health officials have long wondered about toilet paper ending up in a, as a clean standard for uh, post-potty cleanup. So 
one of the one of the things they were talking about in this listicle here is that uh, here's the description about using dry paper. Get some chocolate, wipe it on a wooden floor, and then try to get it up with some dry towels. You're going to get chocolate in the cracks, and that's one of the reasons for baby wipes for a lot of people. And uh, of course, for women, there's there's reasons that it could cause problems too. So they're saying, you know, dry paper isn't the best thing to be using as well. And then uh, before it goes on you say it's clean. And then, and then it's before cleaner. you know it, you you have to call Roto Rooter because you used all those things that don't like to be flushed. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, so have you ever heard of a London fatberg, John? Yes, or Rob. I have. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I wasn't done with my list, but go ahead. But but we're we're on there, so I'll bring this up. So a London fatberg was an epidemic in the London sewer systems. And it was from people flushing baby wipes mm. down the toilets. Now, I don't know yeah. if you know much about the London sewer systems, Rob, mm. but they're basically this type of, they're different sections of rooms built under the streets of London. And they have like a, a just basically a chute in the middle of it that goes out to the ocean. That was their sewer system. But they're huge cavernous rooms. And these baby wipes were basically getting stuck and clogged to the sides of these rooms, causing massive problems in these sewer systems. And they had to outlaw people using baby wipes and flushing them down the toilets. Right, right. I know that so, London, uh, in the last few years, because of all the rain they've been getting, and London's pretty wet anyway, but you add it on top of yeah. that, you add all the the, the stormwater and runoffs and everything else into their systems. I saw, I saw a uh, Smithsonian show on the London sewer systems that talked about what you're talking about now, too. And, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, yeah, the, the those baby wipes are great, but you got to make sure that you get the ones that decompose. <laughs> Even the yeah, and especially around so you know around here where everybody's on septic systems, they they have to have some time to be able to break down. So it's yeah, not the best thing to be using. Yeah, so you brought up baby wipes, and it made me think of that for yeah, yeah, know, and, and that should be one of our want to sponsors there. But dude wipes, yeah, and, you know, come on, dude, dude wipes. You could have been mentioned right in the middle of the segment. You would have had a great yeah. segue in there. See, You're no, missing is, out. We we need Tahoe this, Blue, and we need dude wipes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You do a great intermix sponsor with Dude Wipes and uh, Tahoe Blue. Have you had too much Tahoe Blue? Try Dude Wipes. <laughs> so, so we'll finish this one. It, it goes down a couple of things to finish this list here. It says it'll improve your aim. <laughs> okay. Well, it's hard to miss in a shower, but all right. If yeah. that, you know, yeah. go in. <laughs> that list says it's fun. I'm not so sure about that. It's but, fun. You know, it's I, fun. <laughs> Unless you're five, Any, I'm not quite sure like, if fun fits the description of using the restroom, period. I know, huh? And it's not as weird as you think, according to them, so. <laughs> and it's not as weird as you think. According yeah, to some Reddit posts, it's 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 uh, it's one a few reasons to break up from your uh, relationship of said person pees in the shower. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Your call ends in 10 minutes. We've got 10 minutes to wrap this up, John. Ah. <sighs> Bummer. <laughs> All right. 
So what's happening this Sunday? You, you guys know? Time change? Uh, it's, yeah, time change, right? Time change. Daylight savings time, yep, this Sunday. So let's see. Uh, spring forward, right? So we must be changing yep. our clocks to daylight savings time. We must be going forward on Sunday. Yeah, so we lose an hour of sleep for we a day. an hour of sleep, yeah. And I think... So, anyway, like so who's, who's in charge of... Uh, who's in charge of the time change? You guys know who administrates that in the country? John. Um, I'll say the Secret Service. John, the Secret Service. Close, close. U.S. Department of Transportation. Oh. <laughs> I would have All never right. guessed that. Oh, so, or the yeah. Department of Interior. But you know, when you think about it a little bit, you figure out why, you know, why did we end up having time zones and all that? It had to do with the railroads. And the railroads have got us to be able to uh, synchronize our time settings in the different time zones. And so when you think about it, trains, uh, transportation, yeah, kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I, I could see it making sense that way. Yeah. That they said about communism. There was one thing there was about communism. At first, it was a little strange to, at first to think about transportation then it then i started thinking about it went, oh, okay it's not as weird as it sounds you know, they always said it's about still a pain in the ass yeah well they said about yeah. communist russia it was a horrible thing but the trains were on on time because they had like 12 time but zones it, but it you know it makes according to this article like the daylight savings time became a national standard in the u.s in 1966 with the passage of the uniform time act states either have to have to change a clock at a specific time or stick with the standard time throughout the year i know arizona doesn't change and hawaii doesn't i don't think it's kind of weird why california why we... i think passed the law but for some reason hasn't changed you know uh the former president trump said any state if i remember correctly said any state that wants to do it he's okay with he would approve it or something like that not sure how that would meet so ladies and gentlemen we are rounding this episode up as uh our particular app we're using is screaming at us telling us call is almost over so do me a favor check out audacity it's o-d-d-a-s-s-i-t-y it's the game where dignity is overrated go to audacity.com Use Madtrio, all, all one word, all caps, for 10% off your final order. Do me a favor. When you get your game of Audacity, tag Audacity on your social media of choice and uh, tell them that you got it from the Madtrio. Help uh, help the world, world know the greatness of Audacity. Say hi to Miss Audacity yourself. And as always, for the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man Stevens, and Rob, the old guy, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.